Welcome back. It's the Brady Farkas Show right here on WDEV AM and FM and WDEVradio.com. Joining us now as he does every single Wednesday at this time is our guy Freddie Coleman of ESPN Radio. Freddie, thanks for being with us, man. As always, how are you? I'm good, brother Brady. How's everything with you? Everything is good. I have a question, uh, a little lifestyle question for you. So this I, I am 31 years old. I don't think that I have untied my shoes to put them on in like a period of years. I just contend, I just keep keeping my shoes tied, ramming my, wiggling my foot into them, breaking the back of my shoe, but rather than step down to untie them and then retie them, I'm too lazy to do that. I'm finding out I am not in the minority on this one. A lot of people are acting like I do. So my question to you is, do you untie your shoes and retie them upon putting them on every single time? All the time because just like Lieutenant Dan so far as Gump, take care of your feet. And I don't know if that's a good idea when you guys are doing this ramming your foot and putting that kind of trauma on your toes and your arches and everything like that. But I want to make sure that when I take my shoes off, it's a comfortable feeling when you untie them. And when I tie them, I want to make sure that they're exactly tied properly. This way I'm taking care of my feet. But, hey, if you guys want to continue to do that, go right ahead. I need a pair of slippers or something, Freddie. That's what I need. What you need is stuff with Velcro. This way, you don't have to worry about it anymore. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, I need some Velcro. <laughs> hey, uh, let's move to the Celtics. That's where I started the show a little while ago. They're fifteen and sixteen. They lose last night to mm-hmm. Dallas. Luca is a bad man. But outside of that, what do you think the issue in Boston is? Boy, Brady, that's a really good question because I've been trying to wrap my brain around that for more than the longest time with a team that has the kind of ability. And I just wonder how much of that is that they are waiting for the playoffs and. When you, you can do that if you won a championship or if you're a team that has been in the NBA Finals, this is still a, a really young basketball team in terms of playoff experience, in terms of games experience. And I know that they have Kimball Walker and Kendrick Perkins with hard on him think, saying that he is a liability more than an asset to this basketball team. But I wonder how much of the fact that they know that they're close and they know that they have the ability to go on a great run in the playoffs. I wonder how much of this is that they're waiting for the playoffs to start and then they can turn it on. You can turn that switch on if you were the Golden State Warriors when they were ruling the roost in the NBA. You can't have that mentality if you're the Boston Celtics being a relatively young basketball team. Do you think it's a Brad Stevens issue? Because Celtics Twitter believes it's a Brad Stevens issue. Well, Celtics Twitter believes everything that's wrong with the Boston Celtics is a Brad Stevens issue because I think a lot of people believe that you can find a better coach than Brad Stevens. I'm not going to say, Brady, that they're wrong, but whoever's better than Brad Stevens out there is already employed by an NBA basketball team, so they need to let that balloon go from that standpoint. I think it's really a collective thing. Brad Stevens has to be a better coach, but players have to make better plays. We can try to make this as complicated as possible, but it comes down to this. Either you make shots or you miss shots, or you keep a team from missing shots, keep a team from making shots and making them miss shots. Last night, they had two opportunities to make sure Luka Doncic could make a shot, and he, as glorious as he is down the stretch, was able to do that. You hear it all the time from people, Brady, that the NBA is a make-or-miss league, and right now we're seeing way too many misses in key situations in Boston and not enough makes. That's what it comes down to. Now, if they were making shots, if people were making shots, we'd be having a different conversation. But it's not just a Brad Stevens problem. It's not just a player's problem. It's not just a Danny Ainge problem. It's a collective problem that they have enough in them to figure it out. The question is, will it be too late when and if they do when it comes to this season? Celtics broadcaster Mike Gorman says he blames Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown as being the stars of this team. He thinks it's on them. Do you buy that? Absolutely, because these two guys are two of the best wing players 
in the NBA. It's one thing to think you can be the man, and it's another thing to expect to accept the responsibility of doing that because that's where this team has to go. I know Kimba Walker was the man when he first got to Boston and when he was at the Charlotte Hornets, but that can't be the case now. He has to be a complimentary piece to Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. So if both of these dudes believe they can't be the dudes together or one has to step forward above the other, then they better be able to figure that out. But I think Mike Gorman is spot on. In a superstar league, you need your superstars to carry the weight. You need your superstars to be the answer to a lot of problems that teams are going to throw at them. And we've seen what the Brooklyn Nets have been able to do. They have three answers, known as James Harden, also Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant. I believe the Celtics have two answers, but right now, if you're Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, you got to straighten up and make that work because there are a lot of expectations. You can't just say, well, we're too young to do it. This is what you wanted, so you're going to get it. Now you have to deal with it and try to make it work. Freddie Coleman, ESPN Radio host. You can check him out tonight, 9 o'clock, right here on WDEV, AM and FM, and WDEVradio.com. I want to move over to the Patriots. Really interesting stuff this week from Cam Newton on the Brandon Marshall-led podcast. Says, hell yeah, he'd come back to the Patriots. Do you think Cam should want New England over any other potential opportunities? I think he clearly should because – I go by what he said in that podcast where he said, yeah, I've had a, a year to understand the system and understand everything. And hopefully, and he said, oh, hopefully COVID-19 won't get in the way of what he felt he was developing a rhythm last year with this football team. The Patriots may be the best place for Cam Newton in terms of being the starting quarterback because I don't believe anybody else out there is going to give him that opportunity. Even if they have any kind of quarterback issues or quarterback questions, they don't believe that Cam Newton is going to be the answer to those quarterback questions. So if you're Cam Newton, I clearly understand why he's doing this, why he, why he's laying this groundwork to let people know that I don't want out of New England. I'm hoping that they don't want to run away from me or send me away because they represent the best opportunity for him to not just be a starting quarterback but maybe be a successful quarterback and be a lot better than they were last year. Now what the Pages are going to do are two different thoughts when it comes to what Cam Newton wants and what they're going to do. But the fact that we haven't heard anything about the Pages not wanting to resign him or wanting to resign him I think the less you hear may be better for Cam Newton. That means the New England Patriots are thinking about maybe bringing him back for another year. My gut tells you that they're not going to, but I don't blame Cam Newton for putting that out there to say that, yeah, why would I not want to come back here? Because I really enjoy playing for Coach Bill Belichick, and this gives me the best opportunity to be a starting quarterback or at least be a quarterback on a roster in the National Football League. You know, Cam said that the coronavirus really set him behind. Former Pets tight end Christian Fourier said that was an, was an excuse. Which side do you land on? It is an excuse. I don't have any doubt about that because if you're going to be a leader of a football team, you have to find a way to overcome. And I get it. COVID-19 is nothing to play with because we don't know exactly how that adversely affected him and other players that got in contact with COVID-19 when it seemed like the New England Patriots were finding their C-Lex from that standpoint. But nobody wants to hear any excuses, especially when it comes to that organization. The Patriots have never been a believer in excuses. Either get it done or get gone. That's been their mantra since Bill Belichick and Tom Brady were together for 20 years before Tom Brady left to go to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They don't want to hear anything about this and that and what kept you from doing it. If you are not able to do it, then they're going to find somebody else who is going to be able to do that for the New England Patriots. They are not interested in any kind of excuses being put out there, no matter how much that it may be correct what Cam Newton had to say. You know, I, I, I'm i all in on Cam. I've been drinking the Cam Kool-Aid since he got to Foxborough. I do think it's a valid reason. I don't think it's an excuse. I think it's a valid reason, Freddie. And he, he, during the year, he didn't say that. I do think it's okay to look back at the season and say you were impacted by it. He never once made the excuse during the year, though. 
I get it, but you know what? No one wants to hear that because, for example, Aaron Rodgers tried to make excuses when Green Bay didn't play well against Tampa Bay. Nobody wanted to hear that either, and he has a lot more equity in the National Football League as a quarterback than Cam Newton. So I understand why Cam Newton put that out there, and I don't blame him for putting it out there, but it's going to be regarded as an excuse to me. He was definitely telling the truth, and he took us behind the curtain from that standpoint. But when you're a part of that organization, when you're part of a championship organization, even post-Tom Brady, that organization didn't put that out there. I didn't hear that from Bill Belichick. I didn't hear that from any other player about COVID-19 messing up our rhythm other than Cam Newton. And that's why I regard that as an excuse. Now, maybe you have six or seven other players that say, yeah, Cam Newton's exactly right. Then we're having a different conversation. But he's the only one that put that out there about COVID-19 taking this team out of their rhythm, taking him out of their rhythm. And that's why I regard it as an excuse because I didn't hear that from 52 other players that had to deal with a lot of that and all of that with the pages last year. The only thing that Cam said that I didn't like in the podcast, and I've listened to nearly all of it, is he says he thinks he'd be better if the team had an offense built around him. Isn't that what they did last year, Freddie? Yeah, exactly. That didn't make any sense to me because Cam Newton, they built an offense tailored to your strengths, but they were not the ones telling you to throw interceptions or falling the football late against the Buffalo Bills or missing wide-open receivers time and time again. So you can't put that out there if you're Cam Newton because at that point, I'm looking at you with side-eye if I'm Josh McDaniels, the offense coordinator, and Bill Belcher, the head coach. I'm thinking, well, wait a minute. We always tailored any kind of team to the strength of who our players have been. If we were predominantly a running football team at times, we saw with Tom Brady, then they were going to run the football. If we could be a blitz-heavy on defense because we had the kind of playmakers to do that, then that's what they did. They knew exactly what his weaknesses are and what his strengths were going to be. So they tailed the offense to the strength of Cam Newton. Now, I know it didn't work out the way that he believed that it should have worked out, but you can't place the blame or try to throw that kind of blame that way for things not working out on the fact that they didn't put an offense around you because they clearly did that. If they didn't want to do that, he would not have been a starting quarterback with the Patriots at any time last season. They would have had Jared Stidham be the starting quarterback. They would have been able to live with, that with whatever the results were going to be, just like they did with Cam Newton, making sure this offense is going to be Cam Newton-centered around him. Freddie Coleman, ESPN Radio host. You can check him out tonight, 9 p.m. Freddie and Fitzsimmons right here on WDEV. Uh, Freddie, we'll let you go. Just more with an observation than anything. Really enjoyed your coverage yesterday of the Tiger Woods story and enjoyed the angles at it uh, that, that you and Ian came at it from. Um, it was a, a day full of stories and updates and breaking news, and you guys continue to get breaking news on your show as well. I thought you guys did a great job. We appreciate that, Brady, because no matter what happens, we're always going to be upfront and we're going to be the best people that we can respond to something like that regarding Tiger Woods. And I was just recounting my experiences of what I was able to see on TV and hear what he had to say in terms of interviews and trying to digest all of that with a horrific accident that happened. And the one thing I want to stress to people, it's not about Tiger recovering to get back on the golf course for our entertainment. It's about Tiger Woods getting back into the game of life when it comes to being a dad and, and being a boyfriend to the girlfriend that he has or being the son to his mother. To me, Brady, that's more important if Tiger Woods ever picks up a golf stick. If he wants to pick up a golf stick and just hack around with his son and his daughter, I'm all for it. But I don't care if he ever comes back to the PJ Tour or the Seniors Tour, whatever that's going to be. I'm more concerned about the person, how he's going to live his life, because this is not something that's just going to go away no matter how long of a road of recovery that it is going to be for Tiger Woods. Well said, as always. Freddie Coleman, Freddie and Fitzsimmons, 9 p.m. tonight with us always at this time on a Wednesday. Freddie, we appreciate it. We will do it again in seven days. Sounds good, Brother Brady. You take care and continue to be well and be safe, my man.